Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib, where we talk about the joys and the pains of motherhood and everything in between. We talk about postpartum on this show. And we had an episode with Casey Wilson and this amazing therapist named Lucy Rimmelauer. And I just don't ever think this topic is enough. I honestly feel like I should be doing also a side gig, a side hustle of like 26 episodes just on postpartum depression and postpartum feelings and how to emotionally prepare for it. So we are lucky enough to be sitting here with the most incredible person named Dr. Alyssa Berlin. She is a prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist as well as a faculty member on the Maternal Mental Health Now Training Institute. She created the After Birth Plan Workshop, which is a program that prepares couples for what to expect after the baby is born. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. Uh, Since her and her husband, who I know and we'll get into that, her husband is a prenatal chiropractor. They have four amazing children. Yes, I said four. So you are personally an expert on all of this and professionally an expert on all of this. We can say that. Um, so today we're going to be talking about how to emotionally prepare for postpartum and also how to baby proof your relationship. Thank you so much for being on Katie's Crib. Let's talk quickly about how we know each other. First of all, hi. Hi. How's it going, Katie? <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. (laughs) You're amazing. You're amazing. We are friends. We text. And it is one of those amazing relationships where I would just wish I saw you more um, because I think you're such a ray and gem of a human being. But I know Dr. Alyssa Berlin because her husband, I was working on Scandal um, when I was pregnant with my son. So I was standing 18 hours a day. And around month five, six is when my low back started to really get fucked up. And everyone was like, there's only one guy to see, and that's Dr. Berlin. And so he is a chiropractor that works on women who are pregnant, which most chiropractors, I would say, don't do that. They don't. Right. So it's really special that he does. Yeah. Really special. He's also a doula. He yep. knows a lot. I'm in there getting myself adjusted. He saved my back. I didn't have back pain for one day. That's awesome. After seeing him weekly, religiously for the rest of my pregnancy. And he was like, yeah, but have you met my wife? And then I met you. And I was like, who gives a shit about Dr. Berlin? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, your husband, Dr. Berlin. I was like, where it's at is Dr. Alyssa Berlin. (laughs) Um, So tell us what you do for a living. 
For sure. So I am, like you said, I'm a perinatal psychologist. I work with individuals, couples, families to help them ideally prepare for the transition to postpartum. And then working on the postpartum sign with whatever kind of hits the fan and whatever struggles come up along the way. Mm -hmm. My passion Mm -hmm. is definitely in prevention. So if I can get my hands on every expecting new couple before they have baby and help prepare them for what's coming next, that's my dream. Because to not have to step into it. Why is that not a thing? Because it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's the hardest thing because I do these workshops all the time and getting people to invest in prevention is so hard. And let's be honest, we still live in an area where mental health is somewhat stigmatized. Absolutely. So my solution is to get every OB and midwife to make 28 weeks in pregnancy your postpartum check-in week. Like in your dream world, it would be like at 28 weeks, you get to have some sort of mental check-in or preparation workshop or something like that. Exactly. At 28 weeks, your doctor says, hey, go take the afterbirth plan and come back and report back to me so we can talk about it. Yeah, you think it wouldn't be that difficult, and it's so necessary. Right? Then there's no stigma. It's no, why is she signaling me out? Like, what is it about me that she thinks is going to be a problem? It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. you check the position of the baby, you check blood sugar, check into postpartum. Great. And then come back and report back to me. Oh, I love this. Um, That's my passion. I love it. And this is a workshop that you have... I created. You created it. I created it. Yes. <laughs> it is and all yours. It is all mine. Mm-hmm. I do it worldwide via webcam. Mm-hmm. It's online, self-paced to do at your own house. Um, I can't believe you birthed four children. And you were just telling me it wasn't even an easy road for you to right? get pregnant. It's not like... Whoops a daisy, the first one happened, and whoops a daisy, the next one, you know, it wasn't like you were this fertile myrtle, like popping them out every second. It was a road for you. It really was. It took us seven years, and we went down that entire infertility path. Um, we tried IUI, IVF, I mean, rode that path so closely. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, at the right time, when it did work, it mm-hmm. just worked. Wow. And in between the four, like they really just came. Wow. And did you have any postpartum depression, postpartum blues? You know, so it was very interesting because we live in California. We have no family out here. All of our families back on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And so we really were on our own. So thankfully, I didn't have any postpartum depression. Definitely some blues going on. Mm -hmm. But it was after my second one was born that I just was like, there's got to be more out there. And that's really what set me on this quest to figure out What's in the research? What's in the data? What's practically available? Because there's got to be something. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that we just have a baby and we just say, okay, now you're on your own. Figure it out. But that is what it is. But we're not going to let that be what it is anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you and me together, hand in hand. Can we not? Absolutely. I was not prepared. I had done everything on the list. I had bought all the stuff. I had a lactation specialist booked to come to the house. I had really done my workshops on a vaginal birth versus a cesarean birth. Like I had done all of the sort of scientific boxes you check off the list and then had a beautiful pregnancy. I had a beautiful labor. And as soon as I got home, I lost my fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I had done, which was preventative, was I had had a conversation with my husband that sounded something like, if we get to two weeks postpartum and you look at me and you don't recognize what you see or what you're hearing, please tap me on the shoulder and tell me to call my therapist because I don't know if I'm going to have the wherewithal to recognize it within myself and you're my partner in this. And if you're feeling like I'm in a funk and I can't get out and he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, I'm taking notes from the night nurse because I think you're going to get on a plane and live in Europe with a false identity and I'm going to be raising our child by ourselves because you are uh, not liking this. I remember breaking down crying saying, I'm not having any fun a lot (laughs) and um my therapist was wonderful and we checked in and I couldn't get out of the house because I was sitting on donuts and yeah bleeding and I was a disgusting mess and I did phoners with her and after a couple sessions at the very least I was making fun of the whole situation so I knew that there was comedy there and there was humor which to me is always a way out and it lifted and shifted around week four and six but we've had guests on this show and close friends of mine who it did not lift and I mean not getting out of bed for six months I mean life changing and also worse with the second 
And it's interesting. And first, let's even acknowledge how insightful and intuitive you are, that you even had the wherewithal to say that to Adam beforehand. Mm-hmm. Most probably don't even do that. And they really don't because, you know, first of all, it's this thing that we put blinders on and we're just so afraid of and we just kind of want to ignore that we just keep moving. And again, that notion of there's nothing to do to prepare for postpartum. So I'm off the hook, mm-hmm. you know, really does pervade that And you're supposed to be happy. Like you're like, this is supposed to be the greatest time in your life. You just had a baby. My best friend had a baby right before I did. And she was on her knees having a completely different experience than me. She was like, I wake up in the middle of the night crying because I'm so happy. I've never felt oh, like no this. Way. And she was like, I am so in love with my husband and I'm so in love with my baby. And I'm just scared that something bad is going to happen. Now she was having more of an anxiety reaction sure. where I was just crying and peeing on the floor. Like I just was a disaster area, but she was having a polar different experience. And that's when I was like, holy shit, we are not prepared for this. For sure. Well, <laughs> and, and even as you say that, like the term in the field now is perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. When we talk about postpartum illnesses, that's what we're talking about now. We're not talking about just depression. We're talking about anxiety. Tell me. Obsessive compulsive disorder, bipolar, post-traumatic stress disorder, mania, and in rare but severe cases, psychosis. Wow. So it really, really runs the gamut. And the other side of it is is that we know it can start during pregnancy. Wow. You know, and for some women, like you said, it's going to be anxious. For some, it's even going to be rageful. Mm -hmm. This just uncontrolled bridal rage. They don't even know where it's coming from. And talk about a shaming experience. Why is experience. no one talking about this? We're like, talking what about this. What the fuck is happening? That's horrible. Yeah. Ugh. It makes me so upset. So upset. And if I can express, I felt just from going through my experience, now when people have babies and I send them texts, people I know, I'm always very careful in that I don't text things which really triggered me postpartum, which was, aren't you so blissed out? I used to get texts like that, and I would feel so upset that I wasn't feeling those things. Right, because so what's I send, wrong with me. Exactly. For sure. Now when I send texts to people who have babies, I say things like, you're incredible, you're yeah. doing great, I'm here for you if you need anything. That's right. What else can you say? But that's perfect, because it's that reassurance that we all need. And I want you to know, a third of this workshop that I do is all about perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Let's give you the education beforehand. Let's do what you did, which is really bring partners into the mix and say, hey, you're likely going to be the first one to notice that your partner is struggling. And if that happens, here's what you can say. Here's what we don't want you to say. It's no one's fault. These Mm -hmm. things happen. Mm -hmm. It's also super treatable. So let's really get on top of that. Do you think people don't want to do preventative work because they're scared? Do you think there are women and partners who are like, let's not even acknowledge that it's a possibility because if we do, then it's going to get in our head and it's going to happen. For sure. It's like the same thing of, I don't want to say it out loud because once I put words to it, then it's real. And what do you say to that? So what I say is is exactly what you say. First of all, it's not catchy Mm -hmm. and it's really quite the opposite, right? That information and education is powerful. You're so right. Because Yay! you are, because my biggest fear in my whole life was labor. Yeah. And what did I do? I looked at it square in the fucking face and I spent 10 months studying as much as I could. Right. So, I mean, the nurses were so blown away at Cedars by how many questions and answers I had to my experience. And it was fucking awesome. But it was because I was fucking prepared. And I was like, I knew exactly what was happening, what I was feeling. I felt like it was all mine to be had in every way that could have been thrown my way. Like, I just felt like I was armed with knowledge for sure. For sure. And you looked the bully in the face and you stared him down. Yes. That's that's how I felt. And that's anxiety. Anxiety tricks us into thinking we've never done this before. So we can't possibly have any resources or tools to bring to the table. It's not true. Not true. Because even if you've never had a baby before, you've been in situations that have been trying and challenging physically or emotionally. And whatever work then is going to work here too. Mm. And so we don't want to come in thinking we've got nothing at our disposal. We've got a ton of stuff at our disposal. We just need to know and to remember to bring it into this context. Right. For sure. That's And go you, by the way, because that is awesome. <laughs> That's so great to know. This, this preventative work, I feel like, is a real, a real game changer and a real thing that is not out there. Um, you also said a staggering statistic to me, which was how many women feel some sort of blues situation after a baby. So upward of 80% of women experience the blues. Guys, so it's not even, it's normal. Anything that 80% of a population is experiencing in my book is completely normal. And it's what we now understand is it's part of this calibration that happens after you have a baby. 
your hormones were at these crazy all-time highs and they come low. They, they plummet really quickly. And your body and your brain just needs time to, again, just to readjust to that. Mm-hmm. Part of the experience is going to be feeling out of sorts, crying for no reason, not feeling like yourself, not feeling grounded in this new experience. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we hear women or that I hear women talk about all the time is just feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You're recovering not just from birth, but from pregnancy. And then someone throws you a baby and says, here, now take care of this 24-7. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> And then they're like, guess what? At three months, you go back to work or less or never, which is also another question. I mean, there's just a lot of identity shifts happening at one time while you're dealing with hormones. Whether you decide to breastfeed or not, that's a whole hormonal leap. When you stop, when you start, you know, all of these things. Um, One more statistic to throw into the mix is that two thirds of couples experience a decline in their relationship satisfaction after having a baby. Uh, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) all of a sudden there's another thing like, you know, you're used to being in a relationship if you are in one that it's just you and that person and that's the priorities and whatever. So let's segue into that. How in the hell should I have baby proofed my (laughs) I love this. Is this your terminology to baby proof the relationship? Or is that a thing? Right. It's like out there in like the pop culture and the pop world. This notion of baby proofing. Yeah. I went with the afterbirth plan, figuring again, everyone's focus is on creating a birth plan, but who really thinks of an afterbirth plan? No. Oh, so it really is about people making a actual plan. Absolutely. Like people who are listening who had a birth plan or didn't, just to clarify, like a birth plan would be like, it would be lovely to <laughs> not have an epidural or have an epidural, or they literally list. That's right. Cut the cord, not, not cut, cut the, the cord, cord, you know, after this amount of time right. or have this person in the room, not have this person in the room. Right. They kind of write down. Although now the term more is birth goals so that we don't get so connected to the plan. I might oh, have yeah. to change Throw that plan right up. Exactly. So maybe it has to be the afterbirth goals. You know, maybe we have to kind of go with I that. I like the afterbirth <laughs> plan. I think it's great. Katie, if you like it, I'm I sticking think it's with great. it. What would be the examples of um, what people would put in an afterbirth plan? So that's a great question, right? So I'm even going to take a step back first. Please. Because when I think about relationships, I think about walking up a down escalator. Because I use that escalator Mm -hmm. analogy to kind of highlight what are the things we want to put in that afterbirth plan. So let's stick with that, right? Relationships are like walking up a down escalator. What does that mean? You put in a little bit of effort, you'll make some headway. Put in more effort, you'll make more headway. The second you stop actively climbing, that escalator is just naturally going to bring you down. Yeah. (laughs) And that's relationships, right? Think about it. Put a little bit of effort into your relationship. You'll be closer. Uh More effort, you'll be even closer. But Uh the second you stop actively, mindfully investing in that relationship, the stress of life, the responsibility of life just naturally brings you down and farther apart. Mm. Having a baby speeds up that escalator and it requires us to double our efforts to stay connected. So part of that escalator is what are the things that pull us apart and pull us down? Mm -hmm. Incidentally, I'm totally with you because ground zero for me is forgetting to have fun. Hello. I feel like that's got to be most women, right? For sure. Okay. Well, and let me tell you, like our oldest came home or almost came home in a towel, right? Because we didn't do a lot of preps before. Like in our culture, you don't really do much before. So after we had the baby, Elliot went to, you know, the Toys R Us, Babies R Us and got the stuff on our, you know, registry. He comes home with this or he came to the hospital with this thing and we're sitting there trying to swaddle the baby and these nurses are like laughing at us on the side and they're like, idiots, it's a towel. (laughs) That's why you can't swaddle your baby. (laughs) Yeah, towel does not make a good swaddle. It's not going to work. Not at all. That's hilarious. But again, here was one of those moments where we either could have looked at each other with daggers of like, I can't believe you brought a towel to our first baby, you know? Or we could have been like, okay, this is dude, hilarious. This and is we'll us. be telling this story for Forever. till the end of time. Not only that, like when we quilted out his baby clothing, let me tell you, that towel is front and center. Oh, that was our start as parents. So sweet. Yeah. I love it. So after birth plan, tell me what would be on people's list. Sure. Is it like appointments? for therapy, like that was mine. That was the only plan I had. (laughs) And that's a great plan. And definitely, again, use those resources that you have. And Mm -hmm. if you have a therapist in place already, have them on speed dial, right? Yes, yes. But so I start with first and foremost, things that you need to do to charge your batteries. Mm -hmm. And for me, charging your batteries, quote unquote, is charging, you know, the birthing partner, the non-birthing partner, the couple and the family. Okay. So there are four entities every week that need nurturing and attention. Okay. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's a necessity, right? 
And it's funny because I was listening to a different Katie's crib where they talk about the analogy of the airplane mask. Yes. Putting on your air mask on yes. first. Use it all the time. I think about it in my head all the time. Yeah. I'm like literally playing with my kid and I'm like, I have to pee or whatever it is. But right. I'm just like, no. Life ha- has to happen. Yeah. And now it's become the thing where it's like, even if I have to go to the bathroom, you know, really go to the bathroom, I say to him, I have to have private time. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're two. I have been sitting here for two hours uncomfortably, like, playing with you because I didn't see you at all this morning and I feel bad about that. So I'm going to get in my quality two hours right now and I'm not even (laughs) going to leave 10 minutes to, like, go to the bathroom. When I'm probably going to be better at mommying if I just take the 10 minutes and go to the bathroom. And that's exactly it. Although Elliot always joked with me. He's like, you may have taught our kids the word privacy. You haven't taught them the concept. And I'm like, not by choice. Hello. <laughs> if you're home, I'll go by myself. <laughs> Amazing. Know? So it's self-care. So that first thing is self-care. Recharge. And again, I'll use the analogy or I'll come at it from the perspective of I would never sit my four kids down at the table and say, hey, guys, I see that you're all hungry, but I'm hungry, too. So I'm going to feed myself first and then you guys, right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you'd be shocked. Shocked. But Not happening. again, that notion of maybe it should be that way, because if I'm starving, like you said, what kind of experience is dinner going to be? You're going to be the hangriest, bitchiest hangriest mom ever. ever. Like terrible. There's right. nothing worse than mommying when you're That's right. starving. And that's it. So it has to start with self-care because you can't give what you don't have, period. Mm -hmm. Your batteries are drained. You got nothing to give. Mm -hmm. And again, grab a snack bar and then go into dinner. It's a game changer. Right. You know? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Or a chocolate bar if you're me. Sure, sure. (laughs) So it starts with self-care. Then I'm a big proponent, right? The things on that escalator that bring you together are daily time to talk, date moments, not Mm -hmm. date nights. I think date nights suck after having a baby because anything that competes with sleep doomed to fail doomed date moments right Mm -hmm. daytime dates sex huge Huge. it's gotta be there huge and we want it there on a weekly basis yes and then yes and then there are very practical things in terms of who is your lactation consultant which friends family professionals are you going to call if you need someone to talk to and don't just put names put phone numbers because especially if we're struggling with any kind of depression or anxiety the more barriers there the less likely you're going to follow through but if you have a piece of paper that your partner handed you and said, hey, it says call Stacy and here's her number, it's a whole lot easier to do. Oh, interesting. So your after plan, after birth plan, is it given to your partner, let's say, who can sort of hold you accountable to the afterbirth plan? Do you guys work on it together? You it's guys hold each other accountable. Exactly. It's something that couples do together. So first of all, it's an actual document, a two-sided page document. I tell them, photocopy it, stash it all over the house because it's your lifeline of resources. And then we hold each other accountable because men or non-birthing partners also struggle with postpartum illnesses. They also struggle with PMATs. Really? Absolutely. What are you even talking about? Yeah. Like they can have the same. Oh, of course. They can have anxiety. They can have depression. Anxiety, depression. So for men. Oh, my God. My husband jokes constantly about the the weight he put on after I had a yes. baby. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't know what the hell that's about. Seriously, I'm very unendearing. Elliot at our son's circumcision ceremony yes. was so like out of sorts, talked about this kernel of popcorn stuck in his tooth and how hard the birth was on him because he couldn't get that, t- that oh kernel out of God. his tooth. And I just looked at him with daggers. I'm like, yeah, sucks for you, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh my God. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Now, what are the signs if it's really bad? What should we be telling people listening to look out for? Because is this like a technical term, postpartum blues? Is that real? Baby blues we talk about. Is that? Okay. Absolutely So like, that's what I had. Yeah. Because it definitely shifted and I could get out of bed and I was getting up to breastfeed and my therapist was asking me key questions like that. Like, are you getting up to feed him? Do you feel like you want to do anything dangerous to yourself or to your baby and things like that? And I did not feel that way. And I was making fun of myself endlessly, which was like, thank God I was able to laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, And then again, I did feel myself, come back to myself. But to be honest... I did not feel like myself until my baby turned probably 18 months, sure. two years. And I don't know if that's because I stopped breastfeeding it a year, but like, it's only now that I'm like, oh, right. Remember this shit? Like, you're like a person. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So what are the signs that people should be looking for within themselves or sure. partners or loved ones or parents should be looking for when they're like, you know what? I really feel like that we are not enough. And Sure. Professionals need to be seeked. And 18 months to two years is actually a really long time. And and what I would question or wonder if there weren't like different steps along the way, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of time frame, right? Let's kind of, you know, talk about that for a second. Usually two to three days after birth for the first two to three weeks is the realm of baby blues. I had that. Uh, right, exactly. Right? And we're talking like 80%, upwards of 80% upwards of, of 80% people percent feel of people. between those two days and three weeks That's some right. real... Sad, weird. Sad, weird, out of sorts, not, not myself. myself. Crying out of nowhere. Absolutely. Laughing for no reason, although not usually as bothersome. I had both of I had all that. That's it. We feel so out of control and out of sorts. And there's so many things that are happening. My sister was that go-to person of like, I don't even know what's coming out of me anymore. Yep. But that feeling of like just all over the place. Super out of control. Right. And the thing to know about the baby blues is that, first of all, it usually does go away on its own. Mm-hmm. There are things that we can do to help it go away. Anything you're going to do to take care of your physical self is going to be really helpful. So really good nutritive food. You know, walk around the block. An almighty shower is amazing. The almighty shower is. That Huge. was my gear up. Every single night, I would like take a shower at like 630 to like prepare to get through the evening. That's and right. I would just let the water hit my back and would sob. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> um, so then after that three-week period. So after that three-week period, and for some, you know, the PMAT can even start to encroach on that time. But really at that three-week mark, if there's still stuff going on, we've segued out of the baby blues and we've segued into something bigger, into those PMATs. Mm-hmm. So perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, perinatals from conception through that first year of life. Okay. And that's usually that time period that we're looking at. And like we said, mood and anxiety disorders, it's depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, which I probably see the most of. Wow. Yeah. What does that look like? What are the symptoms of that? You know, so it's that combination of the obsession, Uh this intrusive thought that's just sticky and won't go away, and then a compulsion or a behavior, you know, either mental or, you know, something in actuality that we do to alleviate that anxiety. Mm. So we all have intrusive thoughts in our lives. Right. We all have those, you know, weird thoughts of like, gosh, what would happen if like the hatch on a plane opens up? And Absolutely. Then, and you're like, OK, that was weird. And then we kind of like go back to reading our book and hope that no There's one, no saw one that no doesn't one go to Niagara Falls and thinks about what jumping off. I, right. Like, what happens if I fall? What we'll happens fall if I or, jump? Or, or like, those are like very honest. Or like being in traffic real. and just wanting to like zoom your way through. And of then course. you dutifully come. Right. That's so right. totally normal. Someone who struggles with OCD, it's like there's chewing gum stuck to the end of that thought and they can't seem to shake it. Mm-hmm. And the more it lingers, the more it starts to build up this anxiety, mm-hmm. this feeling of just a live wire going through your body. Mm-hmm. And what they do is, is that they need to do something to make it go away. So the woman who's afraid of germs may wash her hands until they're bleeding. You know, the person who's afraid of dropping their baby will never carry their baby up the stairs. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, and wow. that's a very popular one. It's actually one of the more common ones that we see with I OCD got, postpartum. Yeah. I, are there any women that feel like the car accident situation? Because that was the one where I was like, oh, we're all dying. Like, or I was like, kept seeing just T-bone into my car, baby in car seat flying through air. Well, let's think about it. You now have a heart or a lung or an organ on the outside. Like, we don't feel any more vulnerable than when we have a baby. And that feels horrifying. It's horrifying, right? (laughs) And then again, so we do something or we need that constant reassurance. You're sure it's okay? You sure he's okay? You sure he ate enough? Did he really eat enough? How many ounces did he take it? Right? And then it's like, oh, okay. Right. Until that thought crops up again. Mm-hmm. And we kind of go back into that same pattern. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've had so many moms really harp on one or two or three things yeah. in the beginning. And then it's so funny once they get some space and some time from it. Like I, I was one of those. I was obsessed with how much she was eating because when you're breastfeeding, it's hard to be able to tell. Right. And he's not eating enough and he's small. And he's not eating enough and he's small right. and, and he's not gaining weight. So that became my obsession. I have right. some you know, who are obsessed with their baby has a lot of reflux. So they become obsessive about an elimination diet to figure out what it is. But it's like literally eating them away at like how to fix this. But my guess is if it doesn't move into a true postpartum depression or a true like we're looking into medication and we're looking into some serious Not a true depression or anxiety or obsessive compulsive disorder. That it kind of lifts on its own within some time. So, and that's what we know. So really after three weeks, anything that's happening on that other side really is going to require professional help. Good to know. Right? So like one out of seven about, you know, women will struggle Mm -hmm. with a postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Um, One out of seven, ladies. Yeah. Listen to that. One out of seven will feel after three weeks a real still sadness that has not lifted or shifted and it's time to get help. And how many do we know are dealing with anxiety or the OCD? And so that's really interesting. And I'm pretty convinced that the, t- the statistics are wrong, we, are, are wrong oh, yeah, and lower. Because people aren't talking about it. Right. Three to six percent, we think, for OCD or that's, that's what we have right. documented. There's no There's way. No and way. again, it's what I'm seeing more than anything. What do people do when they see that we've made it over the three-week mark and we're getting worse or right. we're not getting any better? And that's what really where professional do? help comes in. Um, psychotherapy is huge. Mm-hmm. Medication, mm-hmm. when, you know, the right time and the right place is awesome. Absolutely. And a huge part of the picture, and again, here's one of those things where there's so much stigma. But unless you're in your that person's shoes, no judgment. None. Because uh, no on. one should struggle or suffer when they have a baby. And it's so treatable. We no, want to Anything you need them. to make yourself a better anything. mom and right. feel better. Well, anything that's going to make you feel better about yourself is going to make you sure. a better mom and done. I mean, the things are, they're both so cyclical. Right. So what do people do who are listening that maybe don't live in Los Angeles or a big city? How do they find, do all therapists specialize in postpartum depression? Like, how would you even find, like, is, you'll send me some link for the I Katie's totally, crib notes yes. that we can like, because I'm so 
obsessed with helping women in this postpartum time because, look, you Katie's Crib listeners, you know me. I'm pretty fucking jovial. I'm a very glass half full person. I was super stoked to become a mom, and I could have never seen it coming that out of my friends who all had babies all at a very similar time, I was the one who was super fucking sad. Right. And I don't think my husband really saw that coming either. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. The, the one thing that I kept coming back to, which I really feel like was my experience, was I had this guest on Katie's Crib named Talia. She's incredible, and she created this um, beautiful baby food that was Albie's first foods. Um, and She's a doula also, and I did a workshop with her, and she had postpartum depression and had to take medication. She's very open about it. But she was saying she met her daughter, and it wasn't love at first sight, and it wasn't for me either. Sure. It was a slow burn. Right. For some people, it's love at first sight, and they're into it, and some people, it is just a slow fucking burn. Like, I got okay. hit with my lightning bolts of love for my son around six weeks. Like, that's, awesome. that's just what happened. And sure. I think for some people, it could be way later. Well, and think about the expectations sometimes. Like, with every single kid I tour, so that always meant stitches involved. 
And the doctor would be doing his stuff down there. And they'd always be like, do you want to hold the baby? Do you want to start nursing? Do you want to? And I'm like, can we finish down there first? <laughs> yeah. Like, I really can't think straight until that's done. Wow. But like that expectation, yeah. you know, and it's so intense. And really what we're saying is that there's, first of all, there's two times in our lives where oxytocin really runs large. When we're falling in love and around attachment with babies. Mm. And you're just saying, hey, I knew me. Or you didn't, but now we know you. Yep. That you are the slow burn or slow the burn. take my time kind of girl. Yep. Slow burner. And that's okay, right? We're going to coin that, slow burner. I was the slow burner. What about, I have a friend who was like, I got postpartum depression at six months postpartum. Is that true? Can that happen? Absolutely. All the way through that first year of life. Are you joking? Well, think about all the changes that happened in that first year. And when you're going back to work, when your partner's going back to work, when you're stopping to breastfeed, it's just a year of learning curves. And yeah, throughout that entire year, you can have a postpartum illness. Absolutely. Do you see across the board that it is so much more of a shock for people's first than second? Or sometimes it is for people's second and first? And what about you personally? Third, right. fourth? <laughs> it's really interesting. By fourth, and I, I, I think it was, was, who said it? I think Hilaria Baldwin said, like, by the fourth, it's just another kid at the zoo. Or it's like just another animal at the zoo, which was totally true by four. Um, <laughs> I find, right? Isn't that true? I love it. I find for after that initial transition with baby number one, I find for women, it's harder with two. And for men, it's harder with three. Should you go to three? No. (laughs) Come on, Katie. (laughs) Wow. So really? Because think about it. Most of the time when your partner's home, you're home. So with two kids, you're outnumbered, but they're not. They don't get outnumbered till three. Because Mm. at three, it doesn't matter who's home. You're inherently outnumbered. Wow. Do you have any patients who had postpartum depression, not the first one, but yes on the second one or yeah. yes on the first one? If you had it on the first, is it more likely with the second? So what are those statistics? if you had it on the first, it's more likely. It is an increased risk factor, but it's important for people to know that a risk factor doesn't mean it's going to happen. But so much depends on what's going on in life at that time. Where are you? Where are your partner? You know, I've seen a lot of couples where they'll struggle after baby number one with the relationship never really get it back on track, think, hey, we'll, se- you know, we'll segue into baby number two. That'll fix it. Whoops. Yeah. And that's a real shit show. Uh, it really is. Because listen, as lovable and as cozy and yummy as they are, babies are stress. And the goal is, is how can we keep that stress an outside force and not a divisive force within us? Mm. And that's the difference. What do you talk about this, this baby proofing your relationship, I asked a little bit before, but sure. like how do people protect, honor their relationship when it's about to go through that statistic you said of like two thirds of what? Two thirds of couples experience that decline, which means one third of couples didn't experience a decline in their happiness Fuck level. Fuck those idiots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so right. happy for you. I'm so happy for you that you're thriving. Yeah, seriously. Well, the two thirds of us Just down sleep here. sleep with one eye open. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's no shortcuts for taking time to talk, taking time together, and making sure that you don't put your relationship on the side and get sucked into that baby vortex. But instead, you recognize that this has to be my primary focus. I am a big believer that to be a good parent, you need to be a good partner, right? That mm-hmm. the ability to parent really comes from your capacity to partner. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it's recognizing that when we devote time to our primary relationship, We're not doing it at the expense of our kids. We're doing it for our kids. That's really strong and astute. I talk about this with my girlfriend sometimes. Like, who out of us parents do you think put the kids first and who do you think put the partner first? Right. I can already see myself slipping and dumbing the kid is first. Like, I'm fucked. But that's what my mom did. I also think it's like some sort of thing of what you were raised with and what you saw. I have a really good friend who's like, no, no, no. My parents always made it very clear that they and their relationship was more important than us. And I was like, wow, what is that like? Like, and what does that do? That's amazing. It it is amazing. And the crazy thing is, is that, and especially as we've segued into teenagers, right? They're now very vocal. You're going out on date night again. And my 13-year-old in particular, like anytime my husband and I are affectionate, like she'll find a way to like scoot in between us. Like, oh, my son already does that all the time. I kiss my husband and he's like, no, mommy's mine. Like, it's like a whole thing. Oh, 100%. He doesn't want us together. Doesn't want it. Right. And she's like, if you have a need to kiss, kiss me. You could both kiss me. (laughs) Which is sort of cute. Sort of cute. (laughs) Sort of. Right. But it was really interesting because like we have, you know, company on Saturday all the time. Yes. And we had a series of just divorced people. Like it just happened to be. 
And I realized like it was a new experience for my kids. And I was like, you know, we should talk about this. Like they haven't been around a lot of divorced people. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my girls and I was like, you know, so so-and-so is divorced. What does that mean to you? And they were like, well, I know it's not going to happen to you guys. And I was like, okay, wow, fine. Right? So that notion that somewhere it's gone into you, that mom and dad love each other. And you're a very strong unit. And that we're solid. And you're a solid unit. And that's not to say that we didn't struggle along the way. 23 years of marriage. Let me tell you, there have been many ups and downs. <laughs> right, right. Some higher, some lower. Right. But that notion of stability and knowing that they're safe. Adam and I went on a date last night for the first time in maybe two years. Guys. Okay, but first of many. (laughs) First of many. Like, it was crazy. And um, it was so romantic and lovely. But you're right. It's this date moment thing that needs to be put into my afterbirth plan, damn it. Absolutely. And we're going to do it now, two years (laughs) post. But here's my litmus test. When you come home, if you're kissing baby before hubby, you know that we need to switch it up. Yeah, that's a big switcheroo. Oh, yeah, I do that. I do that. Admitting it right now. I there think if I kiss either. Uh... Admitting it's the first step, Katie. Admitting. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do that, I think. But he does, too. Okay, well. We need both, to have a conversation. You're going to love me because you're going to start kissing <laughs> each other that's first. Right. And I can't wait for him to listen to this episode. Um, tell me about other ways that people can baby proof their relationship besides date moments, mm-hmm. besides trying to have this afterbirth plan that each person in the relationship has sort of written down and can hold each other accountable for. Right. Absolutely. Daily conversations. We want to make sure that no more than 24 hours ever go by with the two without the two of you sitting down and being like, I remember you because it's the little day to day or the minutia of our day to day Mm -hmm. that really bonds us together. Mm -hmm. So we want to start there. Mm -hmm. When do you do it? It's a great question. I'm Uh, like, you have four children and you're like a very successful working woman and he is a very successful business. Like what? If you guys have time, then I have literally no excuse. Like you're going on dates? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Do you go to bed at the same time? No. Yeah, we don't either. No. Do you talk in the morning? On the phone? Is it via text? Right. All all good questions. Sometimes we'll do it in the office. Lucky enough, we work together. Mm -hmm. And although what I'll say, plan A is you do it face to face. Mm -hmm. For me, plan B is that it at least happens daily. So we'll do it a lot on the phone. He's driving to this home visit. I'm driving to this appointment. But we'll find that time to connect. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your day. What was great? What was horrible? What was awesome? Like, oh, I love that. You know what? That's what keeps you together. Because otherwise, it's like, wait, you look kind of familiar, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know you. And I don't really even know where to start. Right. And that's really hard. So no more than 24 hours without having a conversation. Mm -hmm. No more than seven days without a date and without sex. And those are two lifelines. these rules. (laughs) That's right. Wow. And it's so funny because in the years that I've done this and worked with couples and I always encourage couples to come back to me with like, I'll recommend you plan it, you schedule it. Like, what did you do to make it work for you? Mm -hmm. So one couple came back with this notion of they call it winning their dates. And again, totally gave me permission. I'm like, I'm taking that. And what is it? Right. And so what they do is they start their date moment with sex. And this way, yeah, this is great. This is this is me. And it's the it's the thing of like, don't ever save sex for after the dinner date, because listen to me, it's not happening. <laughs> right. It's not happening. It's not happening. But you're going to still go through the mind game of is he thinking it's happening? Is yeah. he still expecting it to happen? And then another couple came up with and this was great because they were like putting sex on the calendar felt like too much pressure. So for them, it's get naked and cut all night. Oh, that's so cute. Right. Isn't that sweet? into it? Yeah. Um, how do we break away? This is a big question. Sure. One of my last ones. How do we break away from the stigma that we're being a bad mom if we're not 100% all the time? So 100% of the time doesn't exist. And what we want to aspire for is the good enough mom. How do we do it? We surround ourselves with other people who are real and are willing to share real. Mm -hmm. Go to mommy and me groups. Go to, you know, other places where you can really just talk and be like, gosh, you're going through that also. I just had a client and I had referred her to this mommy and me group. Awesome mommy and me group here in LA, Nancy Beta. Mm-hmm. Everyone who goes feels loved and nurtured. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. So I had made this referral and she had went and we had talked about it afterwards. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that so many other people were struggling with intimacy. And you're like, bingo. Yeah, it's just the not feeling alone. Not alone. And hey, you're normal. Which is why Katie's crib is where it's at, people. I feel very lucky that I live in L.A. and I have this like awesome mom crew. And I just hope like my goal and dream for Katie's crib is that we provide a 
crew for moms who are by themselves or need a really good laugh and to not feel by themselves and feel like they have access to help that they need to feel supported in whatever choices they're making. For sure. No, it's huge. What you do for new moms and for new couples is huge. Because there's and nothing. And right back at you. Thanks, hon. Thank you. But there's um, nothing that you're not willing to talk about. No. Which, Come on. Which is huge. But Jeez. that's it. We need more of that just open, honest, real. Yes. We're all going through it. Yes. Um, if you were to give a key piece of advice to expecting moms, what in the hell would it be? It would be to slow down and love yourself. Mm. That's really hard. What would it be? I, I want it to be real. I want it to be something that's pragmatic that they can take home. But also to slow down and love themselves because that's like the biggest. (laughs) Well, because I feel like that is our biggest struggle in life. The pace of life is just not normal and it's not sustainable. Okay, put your relationship first. Mm -hmm. Recognize that everything is better when you and your partner are intact. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a partner, if you're going it alone, find your village. We say that the village disappeared. It didn't. It just morphed. So find your village to point out. Oh, my God. I would be dead in the water. We all would. We all would. Find your key people, man. Find your key people. And make sure they text you post-baby that for they sure. love you and they're there for you. And Katie told you exactly why you should be texting yeah, because that is good advice. do not text those dumb things of like, isn't it amazing? With 8,000 exclamation points. Like, just don't. I know. Kill because it might not be amazing for somebody. That's right. You know what that it's, isn't it amazing text does? It shuts down the conversation before it ever started. Because you've now made it no longer okay for that woman to be like, no, this sucks and I'm struggling. Yeah. You're just like, sorry, obviously there's no space for that. Right. But when you say, hey, I love you and I'm here for you and there's nothing we can't talk about, that I could follow up. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And you had asked about what people out of LA can do. Yes. And I just want to make sure we circle back around to that. So first of all, I do coaching worldwide. So anyone who needs anything, reach out and I will always help you find what you need. But Postpartum Support International is a huge and incredible organization. I'm one of their coordinators out here in LA. Mm But they are international in so many different states and countries, and they are a wellspring of information and resources where you can connect with a coordinator in your area, and they will help you find your people. Oh, see, this is so wonderful. I can't tell you. I just think the work you're doing is so valuable and important, and I just want to encourage our listeners to really take care of themselves and to any expecting mothers in their lives. Because help is out there and we're really trying to break these stigmas down about mental health and pregnancy and postpartum and all of these things. And thank you so much for being on Katie's Group. Oh, Katie, this is awesome. Thank you for having me. I adore you. Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm always curious about your questions, comments, concerns. Email me, katiescrib at shondaland.com. Thanks for listening. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 